Hey, this is Emmanuel recording on my phone. This week we have a really special surprise. As everyone knows, we have, well, hopefully you know, we have other podcasts on the Dolphin Pod Network, including a Star Wars show called The Countdown Strikes Back. Um, we It was called The Countdown to Skywalker, but we changed it after The Rise of Skywalker because it seems like maybe no more Skywalker. Who knows? But The Countdown Strikes Back, we talk all things a galaxy far, far away. And there's a brand new series called Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Plus and we're going episode by episode on that. So I know this is a Marvel channel or a Marvel podcast, but I wanted to give you all a preview of that show. So this week we're going to be releasing our first episode of our Obi-Wan Kenobi watch along. It's really fun. John, Andrew, and Brent and I talk about uh, Star Wars stuff. There's a whole bunch of episodes there. Next week we will be right back uh, talking MC you we're doing a miss marvel preview show that'll be really exciting before miss marvel releases so if you're a fan of star wars which i'm sure some of you are enjoyed this week's episode if you're not into star wars don't worry next week there will be a brand new uh, miss marvel preview show and if you like the star wars show go ahead and subscribe listen to our back catalog we talk about every single star wars uh, I guess show and movie. And um, we have some special guests, including some actors from the shows. I don't want to spoil anything, but Ahmed Best, who plays Jar Jar Binks, is on that pod. We've got some other actors um, who do some really fun stuff. There's a book club. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of you love Star Wars. Um, uh, but uh, we'll be back next week with Marvel stuff. Bye. In a galaxy far, far away came a podcast from out of this world. With only a 3,720 to 1 chance of succeeding. Oh dear. But don't worry, it wasn't a trap. The force was strong with them. <laughs> and so it worked. Welcome to the countdown strikes back a star wars podcast we talk all things a galaxy far far away and much like old ben kenobi and much like oh geez and much like uh, the rest of the gang we're back for another show obi-wan is wait is it called obi-wan kenobi it is right yeah the show obi-wan kenobi is out now streaming on disney plus a brand new series and it features Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi, Hayden Christian as Darth Vader. Sorry, is that a spoiler? No, right? Everybody knows he's back. He's back. Yeah, I think you just mispronounced his name. That's what it was. What, it, what is it? Sorry. Is it, how do you say <laughs> it? Christensen. Christensen. What did I say? It's uh, uh, Christensen. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. Well, here we go. I'm going to, here, take two. Just kidding. No take twos. This is live to tape. My name's Emmanuel. Hey, I'm Andrew. Hey, it's Brent. What's up? It's John. Wow. I feel like it's got to be like, it's got to be months since we've talked about a new Star Wars thing, right? Yeah, it's since the Boba Fett um, mm-hmm. died oh. out, right? Yeah, I guess so. You haven't seen my new place. Oh, Brent has... Vi- Brent I guess hasn't video sh- only. Uh, well, yeah, I, I don't think we've was, done I, it. I thought that was just a background. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in a box. I'm just kidding. I don't have a new place. That's the, that's <laughs> the spoiler. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> That is no. What a depressing idea that would be. If Brent, you didn't have a home and we forced you to be on a pod, 
<laughs> right. Find I like hit, I like hit this twice and it like falls down like fucking Looney Tunes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but we gotta get an episode out, Brent. <laughs> um, we'll send you something. Yeah. Well, we're, we're it's 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 really exciting to be talking about this show because I think it's been something we've anticipated for a really, really long time, at least since they announced that this was even a thing, which has to have been like a couple years ago. I, I, you know, we, we've talked about the Bad Batch. We've talked about kind of this time period before, but is this like, this is one of the closest, you know, pieces of content from, from Disney, at least to the prequels, which we've talked about on the pod, but has, has kind of had this resurgence in terms of it's people having reverence to it in an interesting way. But before we talk about what we thought about the first two episodes, because we're going to talk about part one and part two in tandem, um, Drew, what did you think about Obi-Wan as a character? Uh, I guess maybe even just as the focus of a show. Did you think like, oh, there's there's a lot of years between you know episode three and episode four that we want to kind of flush out? Yeah, I think back then when they announced uh, X-Men Origins, Magneto, Wolverine, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, <laughs> that was when I really started to look forward to it. Um, they scrapped the other two and then just made the Origins Wolverine one, and I was super disappointed. <laughs> but oh no, um, yeah, it was a uh, no man, and it's it's really really cool, um, especially because it's something that's not animated. I think we've gotten stuff like the Clone Wars, and we've gotten stuff like the Bad Batch that's pretty close to that prequel era type of stuff, and that's been the thing that's basically scratched our itch for the entire time since you know um, the, the the prequels. And so it, it, it's pretty cool to see them, uh, th their Star Wars celebration today is the last day when we're recording it. And it's probably over by now and wrapped up and all that good stuff because it's been happening for four days. But it's just been really, really nice to see that the fandom has kind of embraced that chapter um, of, of Star Wars because I, you know, I, I say Star Wars has the best fandom and they have uh, both the best and the worst fandoms um, because they kind of crucify the stuff that comes out um, and then they don't appreciate it until, you know, um, 20 years down the line, which is a, a nasty little habit that we have right now where we're like, let's crucify Andrew Garfield and the guy who plays Mr. Fantastic. I don't even remember his name, but, um, and then now we love them where it's like, well, now we live in an age of nostalgia and we, we kind of accept them now because the people who grew up with those are the, 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 the people that were the target audience of those films are now have the, the adult money and all that. And they're, they're kind of being embraced and, um, I love it because I've always embraced them because I was part of that generation and stuff like that. So it's really, really cool to kind of see everyone um, jump on uh, again and to see the material evolve with us, too. I think there is um, there's kind of uh, some of these things where, um, you know, uh, it, it's it's not as as quick paced, uh, so to speak, where I'm sure everyone wanted lightsabers hanging and banging and clashing um, oh. in the first episode. <laughs> um, but it was a bit more of a slow burn. And it, it, it's because it knows we're invested um, already into the story and into these characters. But it was really, really awesome to see them back. Yeah, for sure. Brent, what did you think about the idea of Obi-Wan Kenobi the show? Yeah, I've always been really excited uh, for the idea because obviously... You know, our generation grew up, uh, and at least at least for myself, I was nine when Phantom Menace came out, and then I, I grew up. Everybody, everybody, do the backwards math to figure out how old Brent is. Hold on, only forty nine years old. Oh uh, my god, he's eight hundred and six. No, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I grew up on those movies and watched them all the time, and I, I feel like I've been part of this group of, of people 
of, of similar ages to us who, uh, you know, like I have, a, I have a coworker who is probably like 15 years older and I talk to him about the prequels and he's like, nah, man, those ones, they suck. They always suck. They still suck. The new ones suck. Only the originals are good. And it's like, he, he's like, I don't, I don't want to just group people into like, uh, age ranges, but it's like, I feel like, you know, people in our, uh, generation grew up on them have millennials millennials uh we yeah. eat <laughs> zoomers <laughs> for breakfast <laughs> yes zoomers. Um, yeah uh so i i just feel like we grew up on them you know uh, to varying degrees at least for myself i'll speak like i've had a complicated relationship with them but i'm i'm still very nostalgic for them and and truly like as far as characters go obi-wan was and Ewan McGregor was kind of the big standout um, amongst, you know, obviously like audio visual standouts of the prequels that are like incredible set pieces, uh, the music, stuff like that. But as far as like actors are concerned, he was always the one that I feel like really rose above um, a lot of, of the stuff. Yeah. Sort of the lead of all of the prequels. Consistent kind of lead through all of them. Yeah. I mean, as far as like he was the one who was in all three Aside from like the Emperor, Mace Windu, and Emperor Yoda, stuff like that, um, yeah, the Force, um, the Force, uh, the, the, the Senate. Okay, just sorry, I'll, keep, keep I'll going. No, 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 keep going. No, just, uh, but uh, no, but when it came to like discussions of you know him coming back, I feel like it's been going on for a long time, and it's always been like, yeah, I don't really know what that would be because three ends with him going to Tatooine. And in four, he's on Tatooine. So I was always like, hmm, I wonder what story or stories you could tell with him. But it's always been an interesting time because obviously Vader has risen to power. The Emperor is is in control. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, when it, when it started to take shape and actually become a real thing, um, and especially when they pivoted from it being a movie to uh, a show, I, I got really excited. And... Um, yeah, I guess that's uh, that's kind of my, my thoughts on it. Just excitement to see Ewan in the role again. Yeah. And like what what story kind of earns it being it's a terrible way to word it, but like uh earns it earns being your six dollars and ninety nine cents. Your, yeah, it was your your fifty to sixty minutes a night uh to see what Obi-Wan's up to and like why why is he called into action on Tatooine and not to spoil it, but I think they found something worthwhile. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty robust show so far, but a great point. I think with, especially with Ewan McGregor, I think that if we're talking about like word association to the prequels and obviously we just saw this with Boba Fett, who's maybe one of the most popular characters, Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan's definitely up there. So I feel like it's, it seems somewhat of a sure thing, at least for Disney. John, you an Obi-Wan fan or are you still waiting for a a Blue Clune uh, series? Oh yeah. I'm I'm still, I'm hoping on that and I'm hoping on a, on a Qui-Gon one. And I keep forgetting the guy's name with the blue head, the, the blue Lightsaber. He's got like key a key Amundi. Avatar. There you go. That one. That oh, one. That guy. Key, yeah. key Addy Mundi. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wow. I, left it, I left his middle name out. Wow. <laughs> Deep cut. No. Uh, it's like what Brent and Drew said. I think like um, I've been a fan of this uh, this version. I think when it comes to Obi Wan Kenobi and uh, like what Brent said that you and McGregor having that as just as the person who's playing him in the prequels is probably one of the best things about it. Um. 
you know, uh, I never thought I didn't, I didn't actually know if this was ever going to happen. You know, it's just like when they, it's like what Brent said, we, you know, you've heard discussions over the years and, you know, it, they will, you know, maybe a deal will be made and, you know, and I knew they always wanted to kind of explore the story before a new hope, which I never kind of, kind of dug uh, only because I think because when, when I saw rebels, I was like, this kind of does it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really want too many, you know, too many links to, you know, Your legacy sausage. characters. No, just like too many links to the legacy characters. So like, um, I um, didn't really know what to expect when it came to when the they announced it. When um, it was kind of those things where like they announced it so long ago, I was like, okay, well maybe that's not coming to, maybe that's not going to come out or something. Because I think at one point they had to rewrite the scripts because they were like, you know, didn't fit in with the tone or something that they're going for, something like that. But it is really good to see the characters back on. Uh, like it's good to see Ewan McGregor, um, you know Joel Edgerton. Like it's it's awesome to see them back on the screen and to have like you know uh, people kind of like you know show some love to to that side of the prequels. Which I think I don't think anyone's ever no one's ever hated. You know the, the bad things about the prequels aren't aren't the isn't the cast, but um, it's really nice to see the 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 um, the reception to you know seeing them back on sc- screen again. So that's pretty awesome. And I, I was kind of like. I didn't know what to expect. I wasn't really kind of, I wasn't that excited for it up until like a week ago. It kind of just hit me that we were getting it. And then watching, I've seen the, you know, episodes one and two twice already. And it's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. And so let's, let's talk about episodes one and two, part one, part two. We're going to kind of talk about them together because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the other episodes are like this too, but they, they definitely do flow together singularly. Um, the first episode may be a lot of establishment of, of who Obi-Wan is and kind of the landscape 10 years after what happens in episode three, but, but everything's picking up and, and going full steam ahead uh, by episode two, I guess I'll kick it off, man. I really enjoyed the show. I was actually pretty surprised that this is uh, sort of in- incredibly involved with the Skywalker family, especially when we talk about Leia Organa, I'm, I'm going to read her name, Vivian. L- L- oh shoot. I already, I, t- I wrote her name wrong. Vivian Lyra Blair, I think, who plays Leia, who was born in 2012 after ba- basically all of the Star Wars movies have come out, including the prequels. Um, she's fantastic in the show, and I love that Jimmy Smith is back playing uh, her dad, Bale, Bale Organa. Yeah. But um, you know, I think that it's it's a it's a it's a totally different time and place for Obi Wan, and I think that the fact that they're Inquisitors who I assume have killed the majority of Jedis now. So they're just hunting the final ones. Moses Ingram plays the third sister, who's kind of, uh, we'll talk about this later on, I'm sure, kind of the main Inquisitor, at least in terms of the story that we're that we're watching. Um, it's a great cat and mouse game. It's kind of that reluctant hero thing. We get that, um, you know, that age dynamic between a really smart Leia and Obi-Wan. The supporting cast is fantastic. Benny Safdie, Kumail, uh, as kind of this this hashtag fake Jedi, um, it's 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 really really fun and it and it's kind of geared as an adventure. But it seems like that temporally things are happening very quickly. And I mean, by the time we end part two, um, you know, Inquisitor stabbed the Grand Inquisitor, the Boss Inquisitor is is stabbed, and then they're just headed to some random planet to get away. Um, and I feel like that's the pacing of this this series, which is kind of a cool change. The fact that everything's kind of improvisational. They're just trying to get to the next thing. And, and it's really fun. But Drew, what did you think about parts one and two? 
Um, didn't like them. Next. I'm just oh. kidding. No, I thought it was, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was really cool. And there's something about, um, you know, watching, uh, and, you know, kind of avoiding uh, a bunch of the, there's, there's a bunch of leaks, which I think I, that's, what's one of the coolest parts about some of Marvel's projects that use the volume is that they have a controlled, uh, space and they don't let, uh, they don't let paparazzi in and stuff like that. And so I think it's really cool. Um, even though I think the plot details might have leaked on the the Leia being kidnapped um, mm. part, but it, it was a really really cool uh, surprise to to see uh, Leia, which um, I think in the originals and uh, you don't really get that sense of like oh she's kind of like an equal part in this, and it's the same thing with Padme. It was always kind of my issue with uh, the the obvious. You know, I don't know if, if George says he had a, a long term plan for it, but I don't know if I believe that after the the originals or whatever, because there's no mention of Padme whatsoever in the OGs, and I thought that kind of sucked. And mm-hmm. uh, she was kind of uh, misrepresented in that specific area of the story. So I'm glad that they're kind of uh, making a little bit more of an effort to push. Um, these specific characters that didn't get their due until like the end, like Re- Leia got her her push at the end in Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker a little more, but we all know how you know the the sequel trilogy was kind of botched uh, to an extent. But um, yeah, these these two episodes were really refreshing. I think it's it's really cool to see um, uh, a specific. You know, we're a third of the way through already, which I, you know it, it is going to come at us pretty quickly, but. It, it's really, really cool to see these characters back again, and um, to see it—it it, it almost feels like Rebels and Clone Wars were like the the precursors to this, or like the the test, because now we're getting things that we we saw in animated form, which is most of the Inquisitors. They announced most of the Inquis- uh, Inquisitors action figures, I think, um, too, which I thought was funny because now they're all getting big pushes when they've existed for you know almost you know a, a ton of you know ten years or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, really, um, cool to see, uh, those kind of like legacy characters make, um, their jump to the, to the live action, uh, screen and, uh, kind of mix with, with obviously the things that we, that we know. Um, yeah, the supporting cast was amazing. I think they, they did a good job at not being overly gratuitous with, like cameos i think there could have been a ton of cameos like we could have made a big deal about c-3po and he could be the macguffin that we need to go get from this planet or whatever but it's not really done that way in that specific way um you kind of see him in the background and it's the same thing with um smiths and um you know characters like that organa uh it, it's and uh, what's his name uh lars owen lars and uh yeah and they they do a good job at selling toys too which i thought was cool that little lola bot i remember seeing it and was like damn it that's gonna be on the shelf next summer and i need it for my shelf <laughs> lola so, kind of reminded me do you remember flubber it reminded yeah, me of like, oh, Weeble? that's yeah, Weeble? i was yeah. i don't know what her name is her name yeah. was Weebo. yeah we that much for sure um <laughs> but yeah yeah and uh it, they do it more organically now where it's like it's not gonna be a big cantina scene where it's like obvious since the first one that this is their ploy to sell toys they do it like that, and even working in the the little Leia, which she was awesome. To she's kind of like the bridge between our Padme and the Leia that we know. Um, so it's really really cool and uh, neat and an unexplored dynamic. And I don't know if we'll get Luke to this extent, but I'm I'm okay <laughs> because we get Luke for the rest of the yeah. uh, saga. So <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I was really excited even to see like uh, the, the, the actors cameos, not necessarily legacy characters or characters that we saw in the film or anything like that. But, you know, like flea from the red hot chili peppers. I was like, this is cool. RHCP. Like, 
He's a California. He's a, a staple in the sci-fi uh, community because of the Back to the Future. Um, him being needles in Back to the Future. Oh, right. So uh, people are like, "Why was he randomly in there?" I was like, "Man, he's, it wasn't that random." But he also um, looks like the most casually dressed person in Star Wars. Like, you need so to sell far. him, baby. Yeah, because he's just like his he's fit, dude. Yeah, he has was... like just uh, like a hot topic <laughs> like outfit. On. He, just, yeah. he just looked like he was in Back to the Future's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I want to. Um, so I don't know if y'all know this, but the fans of Red Hot Chili Pepperhead. I'm going to Google this. I, I heard Red about Hot Chili that. Pepperhead. Right? <laughs> Sorry, Red Hot Chili Pepperhead. No, the fans of Red Hot Chili Pepperheads are called Rockin' Freakopotamuses. Boy, that's fun. Yeah, we love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, don't we, folks? Hell yeah! yeah. I, don't, I don't dislike them. I'd, I'd come I've off like to an a asshole. concert. <laughs> I had some fun. You're really proud. <laughs> You're like, I did. <laughs> you proud of that? He you broke his shirt. Yeah. He broke his leg, so he was sitting the whole time with a cast, uh, or sorry, with a cast on his leg. It was an insane concert. But that's, uh, wow. that's pretty badass. That's that that's sounds cool. like a concert I would like to go to. <laughs> no pressure on me to stand up. Uh, okay. <laughs> Um, but, sitting down. but yeah like you know people like flea and kumayo um these characters that i don't think we would ever see in a star wars movie because I, I mean you know they they had joseph gordon lovett and daniel craig and they were underneath stormtrooper helmets because well, there's too many characters already and they can't point attention to whatever and so it's it's kind of cool to see you know bill burr and um um you know flea Uh-oh. uh in in these types of Drew, I thought you were um, just gonna start naming Netflix comedians. Oh no, no, I meant like oh, these characters yeah. that, that that usually wouldn't be in their movies are yeah, given the yeah. opportunity to be in uh, things like this. Like it was funny, me and John were watching an episode of Resistance, um, that that animated show, and then there's a there's an alien called Phazon, and I was like, I wonder if that's Donald Phazon, and it is. Oh. And I was like, man, this is so cool that we can get these really really cool <laughs> actors that would never have anything to do with Star Wars otherwise and put them in there in this way and arguably <clears throat> better stuff than some of the live action um, things so um, it's really cool to see that translate to the live action also I, I also want to correct I have not seen the Red Hot Silly Peppers I just googled it I, I saw the Foo Fighters Oh shit! Whoopsies. Oh, because I was gonna say I know Dave Grohl. Yeah, my classically bad. did a Whoops. show or some concerts with a broken leg. And I, I, that, that was I so classically, funny. I classically go to concerts with big acts and uh, think they're the wrong people and scream it out loud. I um, just thought of a story. Yeah, yeah. I, it happens often. I pay all <laughs> we'll this money. Have to, we'll probably have to say that off. I'll mic, say it off, but... off mic. Uh, I can't wait. That but. sounds good. <laughs> Brett, what did you think about these first two eps? <clears throat> Um, I like them a lot. I think they were uh, really well done. I think that I think Drew was saying how Leia is like a good bridge point. And I just think like so far the show and what it is intending to do feels like a really good bridge between three and four. Um, you know, if it, if it is going to be a limited series, um, I don't know if they're going to do more, even though Ewan wants to, he said, Uh but yeah, I'm I'm really digging it so far. I think the first episode is a lot of setup, but it's I think important setup to kind of establish Obi-Wan's like like his frame of mind and kind of like how kind of guilt-ridden and uh defeated. he is and de- and just defeated, yeah, uh that he is because it's like Benny Safdie, you know, kind of blew his location by saving the, you know, the bar owner uh in <laughs> in uh on Tatooine and he's like hey just help me man and he's like 
go bury your lightsaber. We lost. And it's like, it's really important kind of like set up for what I think is, is really going to be like a character based uh, arc for him. Like it's, it's very much going to be about his journey to where I don't really know yet, maybe acceptance or, or kind of letting go of the past, but um, it's, it's really good setup. And yeah, when they, when they pivot to Alderaan, I got really excited because that was, you know me, I'm always hitting the Star Wars leaks subreddit. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, oh I tried to avoid, you know, big stuff. But I, when there were initial rumors like a year or two ago, people were talking about like uh, Leia being involved. And I was like, that that could be interesting and would make more sense canonically than something happen- happening like to Luke. Because it's important that Luke and him don't really yeah. know each other. And so yeah. I... I don't really think he's going to factor in a ton, but like, as far as Leia, um, she calls him in a new hope and asks for his help. And it's like, mm-hmm. there's, you know, some kind of connection there. And so I think that when, when they start setting her up, I got really excited because obviously seeing Alderaan was really cool. RIP. Um, RIP. Uh, uh, I mean, Bail Bail Organa again, seeing her mom, just the whole dynamic, the, the, the young actress playing Leia is uh, is I think a really great depiction of what we kind of imagine a young Leia to be, which is just a just a total pain in the ass as a, as a kid uh, who uh, is very stubborn and wants to kind of do her own thing. Um, so there's some really good character set up there, uh, and yeah, I mean just just I'm I'm happy that we also get off Tatooine fast for reasons that a lot of star Wars fans have been very vocal about online for since Boba Fett, just like get us anywhere else. And I, I hope it stays that way. I hope that the <laughs> show, uh, you know, keeps hopping to, to Obi-Wan keeps hopping, like hopping yeah. to other planets and we get some variety and new characters, but um, really like Kumail, the kind of misdirect there. Um, I think that was really well done and, and funny. And how he's kind of a con man with, you know, at the end of the day, he has, he has a heart and he's, uh, he's helping people, but he's like, I like my credits too. And I don't remember, he does, does he die? I don't think so. No, right? no. He no, gets he like thrown into the wall by, by yeah. Reva. Cause he's like, I am the Jedi. She's like, there's a cool oh. thing that Kumail, Kumail is actually like his performance there is really cool. Cause his eyes are watery. Like he kind of knows that he might die. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I think that's he, really yeah. cool because, like, he's well, he's kind of like he's like a, he's basically like almost committing sacrificing. Suicide. Yeah, Sacri- and, yeah. And, and to me, like, he's a bad guy, and then he sees Obi Wan is like, cool, this guy is like gonna go rescue this girl, but and then he sees a, a Jedi, and it's like, yeah. holy shit! Like, it it reignited the hope in him, and so that's what I love about you know Obi Wan says Haja, and he's like, you remembered my name, like the the Jedi remember my name, and so he he tells him, you know, and that's why he does everything for him. So yeah. I think that's what Obi Wan is going to do everywhere he goes, and that's gonna ignite the spark that'll build the fire that turn <laughs> the first time. yeah that'll yeah. get them to Rogue One. <laughs> no, that's that's a great point, man. That I don't I don't really know if I processed about is his kind of arc in that short episode mm. like they're they, also yeah they're they're packing these episodes man they're like the yeah. first one is a little long because it's got a lot of setup the second is like 41 minutes but they have a whole kind of setup on that planet with uh we talked about ewan's daughter is is the kind of drug dealer die you die planet of die planet 
and uh, kind of Narshada vibes a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's got uh, when it's even like disconnected from everywhere, where they're mm. like, "Hey, like everything's uh, fucking under the table here, bitch. Be yeah. cool." You got clones, <laughs> clones begging on the streets. Yeah, oh, and I mean, we see, o- we see we see Obi Wan as a butcher. We see him in a fucking crystal meth lab, um, a spice lab, uh, yeah. and it's like, damn, like these these episodes are packed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's really taking advantage of that. That's what I'm most excited for for these like live action series, movies, whatever in the future is like, you know, these, these animated shows have very much set up a lot of um, potential characters, plots, you know, plot devices, uh, things like that, that I hope they keep utilizing. Cause so far Obi-Wan is, and uh, I mean, yeah, Ewan, Ewan's back and he's, he's killing it. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, a Qui-Gon tease that I feel like has to be paid off. Like that, that setup in the f- first like ten minutes feels very intentional. Which we'll have to come back to the opening yeah. of the show, the whole opening scene because that feels important. But um, yeah, I can't wait to see what happens on yeah. the rest of the show. It's going to happen fast. Yeah, John, what do you think of these two eps of Obi Wan? I know we already talked about a lot of it, but what do you think? Uh, I had way more fun than I thought I was going to. I think um, I was genuinely surprised at how. Yeah, like what Brent said was like how character based it was. Um, because there are a lot of slow moments in that first episode, mainly for setup, but there's a lot of like you know, slow, um, you know, you know, like I think there's a showing his routine over and over again is really cool, you know, because they kind of just like go through the day over Spaced, and over again. Uh, yeah. sushi, sand sushi, yeah, sand sushi. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, just kind of like after the shock wears off, like it's really cool seeing to me, like one of the coolest things is seeing uh like Ewan's Obi-Wan interacting with something that was made up in Rebels. Like, I really like the fact that, uh, that the Inquisitors are around. Like, that's really awesome. I just, I restarted Fallen Order, like today, um, just because of the show. Because I don't know who, like, you know, there's numbered sisters and numbered brothers. I kind of get confused whenever the, <laughs> the titles are there. But, um, yeah, I think that was the, the coolest thing for me is seeing, um, like, Inquisitors in live action. Even though the grand one looks a little... Looks a little weird. I mean, it just looks a little <laughs> stiff, just the way it is. I mean, it's fine. The performance. John's, is cool. John's a big head boy. It's just no. I don't know. He's, it's just, he's hashtag bigger head. Um, like, and also his death head. too. His death was like kind of took me by surprise because like I don't know. Or or is it? They're just getting him out of the way, man. We'll come back to this. I know we're getting him out of yeah. the way, but like I was like, I hope he lives because canonically, I don't know. But even then, yeah. who cares? Yeah. Um, fun fun episodes though. I think I enjoyed the. Second one, a little more, um, because of the the dynamic between Leia and um, well, Leia, the young Leia character is really, really fun to be around. So having having her paired up with Obi Wan and then her kind of making fun of Obi Wan because she's he's old and stuff is pretty cute. So like I think that's awesome. Um, so yeah, that second episode is really cool, and then that giant reveal there at the very end of Hayden um, in that tank, mm. which I brought up something. To Drew, because I read something online, and I was like, I don't, I want to know what the, what's going to happen with Hayden Christensen. Like, why are we excited to see him back in a suit? Because <laughs> if he's just going to be like a dude in a, you know, what the stuntman does, which is walking around in a suit, and with James Earl Jones's voices, like, how are we going to know? I don't know. Maybe the mannerisms there. will be a little different. Yeah, because I was like, if he's just un- underneath 
a lot of junk, then it really doesn't matter if you got Hayden Christensen back or not. His mannerisms yeah. aren't going to be different because he had a coach that would tell him that you're not moving like Darth Vader from a Vader coach. From, yeah, yeah, and so it's not going to be different for sure. And it, okay. it, it kind of yeah. continues the tradition of Disney Plus shows where there are people in masks. Yeah, right. I, I guess so. Yeah, just just jump in real quick to say I I I truly don't know anything about their like what Hayden is going to be up to. I don't uh, from spoilers or anything. But my oh. guess would be that there's going to be a lot more Vader unmasked than we've ever seen, and maybe even flashbacks like Clone Wars flashbacks. Vader's is what an I would guess. So you're saying Vader is an anti-masker. That's going to be weird, though. That'll be weird. I mean, yeah. I the the. The flashbacks, I think, were a kind of a given. Like you kind of expect that to happen. Like when you cast Hayden Christensen, but the Vader without the mask thing is kind of weird because he never does that. But you know, I guess it'll be a new little thing Till now, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Till you know, now, we've, I guess. we've never been in his condo. That's true, but like we've never. <laughs> it's just like I don't know if he takes it off to talk, and that's going to be a weird thing. But I so, guess like trying to get like the actor's face that makes sense. So. But what if we'll, he just carried we'll the top half and it looked like he was playing the harmonica? Oh my gosh, yeah. And he's just yeah. walking around with the top half. He's like, it's hot in here. And then he'd put it back on. <laughs> right. No, but John, you bring up an interesting point though, because like I, I too have also been like Hayden and Obi and Hayden and Obi-Wan. Hayden and, and Ewan are like like this on this press tour. And it's like if he really is just a guy in a suit for 90% of it, like they're setting people up for disappointment or yeah, like yeah. at least at least their expectations to be off you know so it's like that's why to me we're at least going to get enough of him as vader unmasked like full, like full face little bald bald helmet over his hair and or flashbacks to clone war stuff that yeah it's going to justify that or maybe it won't i don't know you know i you guess gotta, it'll be cool yeah. and then you know it's just also thinking that you know, every time if you do see Vader often, like it's gonna, it's cool to think that like that that is Hayden Christensen. Hey, Even if he is wearing like a mask, it's and gonna James be, Earl Jones. It's gonna be the voice. classic Star Wars Rebels thing <clears throat> where Ahsoka comes in and hits him in the face, and then he's got that cracked helmet, and you can see both. Yeah, and and also just I think that An the fact that Anakin Darth Vader is in this show is cool, whether or not it's Hayden, just because there's that. The last time we see him is Mustafar, and then the the next time we see them, he just disappears when Vader strikes him. So there's so much that can be yeah. there's so much meaning that can happen right now. Whether Obi Wan says like, "Hey, the next time you hit me, I'm gonna poof. I'm just gonna go, buddy. I'm out." I'm I'm but it also yeah. like if Obi Wan thinks he can save him, it would just be really tragic because it just constantly. Well, what if it's like the world between worlds type of shit where they're fighting in each other's minds and they see each other. <laughs> As they were born, yeah, and not with all this machine. Oh, that's that. gonna be the big fight that they're teasing. That'd Maybe. be wild, something like that. That would I mean, be crazy. That fans would, I, ooh, that'd be that might be a little too ambitious for for a live. What if movie. like it's like it's like Luke uh, from uh, from Last Jedi projecting himself all the way across, and both of them meet halfway, and they pound each other in each other's minds, and then they fight. Yeah. And Hayden Christensen's <laughs> gonna say your sister or something like that, and you know it's gonna be—he's gonna remember that Leia exists. <laughs> I don't know, sorry, yeah, John. because I was just gonna say that. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Continue, John. I we, no, no, no. I think that was it. I think that was that was all my uh, my thoughts on the first two episodes. If we're if we're getting into specifics, yeah. we can talk about it. 
Well, he, 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 Hayden Christensen and Darth Vader, Anakin, that is like the biggest question mark that we stop episode two on or part two or something. Like it's a well, big reveal. It feels like that is aside, aside from, uh, I'm forgetting her name. The third sister, um, Reva, Reva, uh, Reva, Reva. uh, and kind of what there's obviously something really interesting happening there. Whether it's you know what like, Reva's last name is. Oh, it's McIntyre. Wow. Reva McIntyre. Cool homage. <laughs> it's, an uh, Easter egg. it's an Easter egg. Oh, okay. D- a deep cut. Um, Aside from what is going on with her, which something interesting because she obviously either wants to please Vader or she's like setting up a series of traps to take over Vader's role. Potentially Mm. it feels like the show's purpose is Obi-Wan and Anakin, like going all the way back to the little uh, like catch you up on what happened before this yeah, the recap, which is all about Obi Wan and Anakin, um, <clears throat> the guilt he feels, like the the weight of that. It feels like the show is going to do something interesting with their dynamic, and so I'm curious to see what that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I think Reva's a straight up youngling. Then she's gonna go after Obi Wan, and she's like, "I don't want you for Vader. I want to kill you myself because you never came to save me. Mm, you were supposed damn. to be the hero." And I mean, you can kind of see it like with. In the first episode, where he's, you know, lets the Jedi do his own thing and kind of keeping a low profile, doesn't stand up for the old man that gets hit uh, in the butchery, or they—I I guess they're butchering Ronto. I don't know what the fuck animal it is, um, but um, yeah. So I have a feeling she's gonna be more of like a personal um, stake rather than like, oh, I want to give you to Vader. Um, but it's kind of weird because if she is a youngling, then she must have known the Grand Inquisitor because he was a Jedi Temple Guard. Yeah, and she must have known Anakin, and yeah. so I was like, "Oh shit, she's got connections to all this stuff, even Yoda." No, well, one, she no knows. One's chasing Yoda. That's that's it. That's the other interesting kind of reveal, right? Like, she knows who Vader is, and like that is not something nobody knowledge. really knows yeah. exactly. So, like, that feels like part of the, you know, that's in the mix as well. Like yeah. the her past, and I think the show is gonna dive into that a lot. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we've see we see this kind of undercurrent in, in at least the last ten years, even with Kumail's <laughs> character, where people who exhibit force-like behaviors more than likely are hunted down and killed or put into some weird, you know, Sith program or or whatever. He's helping people escape, but so Obi Wan is kind of trained to to hide that, and I think the first time we see him use the force is to save Leia in this show. And I think Drew was talking earlier how that kind of changes the dynamic between a lot of people because people still see Jedi as a force of good or hope or quote unquote triggering like the rebellion and stuff. So I think it's it goes along with I think the overarching thing that is happening in a lot of these Star Wars movie, which is apathy and inaction has to be turned into action. Here's Obi-Wan 10 years hiding in a desert working in a fish farm. Sorry, a fish uh, slaughter how, one fi- a one fish slaughterhouse. How do you know um, it's a fish? It looks they're like on Tatooine. Yeah. Where are the fish? I know there's no water on Tatooine. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's sandfish. Sandfish. But it's then you this know is the second time we've seen a fucking butcher plant too. Because remember we saw it in Mando and that other one. What's yeah. up with all these butchers? There's, bu- there's fans of butchers. Easy Book to do in the volume, probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Or they just have the props. Um, but it seems like it's going to be like that that semi-common thing that we see, which is Obi Wan 
is going regardless of course that he's got this personal thing with Anakin but it's it is going to be his kind of inaction that changes for him where he has to become more involved saving Jedi doing whatever although I will say that that's kind of like an overarching like political theme societal thing at the time but this 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 shows a little bit more at least I feel like a little more emotional than even the even any of the other stuff from Disney Plus because it is so personal for him this time it's personal. Uh, mm. Mm. Yeah. Anything else that you're looking forward to or anything that we missed in the last couple uh, episodes? <clears throat> uh, I think Brent said it earlier, but shout out to getting the fuck off of tattooing really quickly because, yeah. you know, there's only so much sand. Hey, um, I like Boba I Fett. Okay. <laughs> we were in a different city on tattooing, Boba Fett, John. <laughs> it is not. Well, Pelgo, you can tell. And bitch. you can tell. <laughs> There's uh, whatever. I'm just like I'm sick of that planet. <laughs> You're like Anakin hates sand yeah, and sand. Luke too. Luke yeah. hates that place yeah. too. I, I, I yeah. Well, I was gonna say I'm, I'm. I just realized now that you know Obi Wan buries their lightsabers just like Ray Skywalker. Just, You're and, right, and it's kind of what these shows do really, really well is do all of that. And Drew, you already talked about how Leia has an affinity towards droids, which is something you notice in everything else Leia's in. But then here you can kind of see it happening in the you know, in her early years, like all of the stuff that we like character staples, even like, like Owen Lars, where it's like, man, it makes sense why he wants to keep Luke on the farm now. Like in in the originals, you're like, why does he want to keep Luke? And you're like, holy shit. Like he really wants to just keep him there to protect him. And he's like, leave him with his family. He's going to die a peaceful life. Like Galen or so farming. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy how quickly in the original film, (laughs) like Obi-Wan is like immediately has a plan for Luke. It's just like it's time to GTFO, he's baby. Been, he's been cooking up a. He's been uh, yeah. hatching a plan with Qui Gon. Here's the toy I tried to give you as a child. Yeah, like, keep yeah, it. Yeah. That was a nice touch. I like that a lot. Your uncle was roasting me until he got roasted, oh, and now shit. the plan is on. <laughs> We're uh, dipping now. The Jawas are eating his skull. Yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. And shout out to the Jawa Tika. I remembered his name, Tika. Um, it's pretty funny. That's pretty. Funny. It was you really, really like cool. shit. What? Oh, that's what he said to Obi Wan. Like, talking to us, Brent? I, I was like, "Damn!" Are you? I was like, "I was just trying to." This is virtual. Uh, mention a Jawa character that I could name, and then you're you're here telling me that you can smell me through the internet. <laughs> to Brent's I got credit, that, I got that uh, HG. We have the HG. There, there are visible stink lines coming off yeah, of us. You, like, it's like pig pen from fucking peanuts. Yeah, it's kind of sad. He's he's obsessed with how Obi Wan smells. Yeah, I, I and and yeah, so I that's another one of the things that I love about these shows that have been the renaissance of Star Wars for us because the movies into it. But um, yeah, it, it it goes and it grabs these background characters and makes them more important. Like the Gamoran guards when they fell off of that thing, I wouldn't have given a shit um, if they hadn't, um, you know. Use yeah. the characters right, and same thing with this, uh, with this Jawa. If he dies, oh, we we probably does that. He gets burnt up in a new hope, probably all of them. Yeah, with with uh, Uncle Owen and all that. But um, yeah, yeah, I love little little fun tidbits uh, like that. Really cool stuff. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what where what where we go from here. It seems like a pretty cat and mouse type storyline that's happening. Um, Kumail's character sends them off to an undisclosed planet, but not just any planet. It seems like a part of whatever mechanism or organization there is that's helping protect force-sensitive kids. So maybe we'll see a little bit more 
uh, of that. And I guess now Obi-Wan's dealing with that Anakin news. But uh, what, what do you all think uh, is, is going to happen in this the next step? Or I guess just like your vibe for the rest of the, the series. Uh, I'm kind of expecting... The, the stuff seems to be happening pretty quickly. So I think that every episode might be like a banger. I want to say mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. is it something has to slow down eventually? Probably like maybe episode five will probably be a slow one. And then six will be back up again. But um, I'm just looking forward to finding out in this case, I think a little bit more about uh, Riva. I kind of dig the inquisitor vibe the the whole, you know, I, I want to see more of the Inquisitors. I think that's, I said that at the beginning, is because I was kind of geeking out over the fact that they pulled something from Rebels. Yeah. And it's pretty awesome. Um, I do want to see what her connection is and why why she has this hatred for Obi-Wan. I, I think it is, I think maybe Drew called it, like it probably is, she's a, young, a youngling from the... Yeah. The opening, yeah, it, it all comes back around full circle. It's like he's going to stand up to the butcher when he gets back, because obviously he has to go back to settle on Tatooine. But they build all that shit up for a reason, baby. He's gonna stand up for that butcher, um, for that little old man that only got paid half in, uh, from his uh, previous wages. Um, yeah, you need livable wages, everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm also, uh, I'm just excited to see what they do with Hayden. I guess I don't really know. I'm. It's, it's almost like a redemption role for him. He's coming back to redeem himself or give like a definitive damn, Darth Vader dude. performance. So I'm kind of like. I don't know. I'm excited to see what, what they're going to do with him. So you didn't need redeeming. You didn't like Jumper. Oh yeah, I did. I did like Jumper. Factory Girl. Yeah, Drew. What are you looking forward to the next step? Um, just everything. You know me. I'm I'm the biggest Star Wars cuckold. So I'll take anything, and I will take everything. Um, I'll watch the new summer uh, Lego special. I don't give a fuck. That thing sounds ridiculous as shit. A Death Star as a beach ball. I don't give a fuck. Um. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. I watch the holiday special every year on Life Day. That shit sucks. Oh my <laughs> god! Watch it though. Lego one rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tip yip. Tip yip. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just uh, I'm super overwhelmed. The, the last four days have been crazy because I collect Star Wars too. I don't know how many, how much of you guys collect Star Wars. And a real a real fan would watch Rise of Skywalker more than once. I've seen it more than once. I didn't, I didn't want to, but I thought I've seen it four uh, times, dude. I, I'm, tr- I'm garbage. It's easy access. <laughs> you can just stream that shit. I'm a trash man. Um, Danny DeVito. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'll take it all. I'm really overwhelmed with just the product release, the video game announcements, um, the, the, the live action TV shows, the animated TV shows, the books. Um, it's, it's been crazy so um i'm, I'm excited for for everything to, to see i mean i know where obi-wan ends up it's the rogue one dilemma where it's like obviously these characters we know yeah. where they lie because yeah. they're not in the original <laughs> and so it's the same thing here where it's like we know he's gonna survive we know anakin's gonna survive we know all these inquisitors survive that's why everyone's freaking out about the grand inquisitor yada yada but for all we know the grand inquisitor is a title and we got another grand inquisitor or siblings are a thing in star wars and they're a big trope yeah. so maybe he's got also, a fucking twin brother fucking clones are a thing yeah exactly everywhere. clones um I, I can see them cloning him i can see darth vader bringing him back to life with like a force heal which means it's irony because he couldn't save padme but now he knows the power to heal people after the fact um shit like that back to tank what the fuck did, did no one see cop vanth in book of boba fett they get um, back to that shit boba yeah, fett did, slept there for a year some like it's just gonna be like the dead speak bro <laughs> the fuck like we brought back Palpatine out of our asses literally where we had every other reason to bring him back with like a better reason and lo and behold we didn't and so um, somehow 
Fucking get get Inquisitor to Exegol. Yeah, exactly. So ASAP. ASAP. Well, could you? Yeah, I don't know. Because well, could you imagine if like they they did clone this Inquisitor, and this Inquisitor was the first like trying to like kind of test Palpatine clone, and then this one grew into Snoke, and then mm. we have another Grand Inquisitor on the way up. You know, some some oh, fucking crazy fuck. ass shit like that. <laughs> That's so, wild. I didn't even think about the clone thing. That's a legitimate thing that might. Happen. Yeah, it, and like Palpatine was probably like experimenting with it like early on because he had a backup plan. And yeah. there's, sh- you know, we're probably gonna see Yoda. We're probably gonna see Qui Gon. We're probably gonna see uh, Ian McDermott. We're gonna hear. Ja- we're gonna see James Earl Jones or hear James Earl Jones. I'm gonna say Jake um, Lloyd. Uh, well, yeah, we that'd be dope. yeah, we already have. Last yeah, movie. done. Brent, yeah. what are you looking forward to in the in the, in the coming se- uh, episode? Um, yeah, I'm really really excited because so far, like I think, like John was saying, like it's we're moving fast. It's it's not like I, I liked a lot of it, but Bo- Boba Fett really slowed down and was very, I think, plot focused. And I've talked about in the past, like my issues with with certain Clone Wars seasons being very plot centric and that's just not the stuff that i'm super interested in like it feels very character focused so far and it feels like it is like interested in things that the fans have always been interested in like qui-gon like your time on tatooine i will teach you to commune with your old master or whatever yoda says and like things like that or things like uh why obi-wan kind of disappears uh, in a new hope, like stuff like that. I feel like the show is setting us up for potential answers for things like that. And uh, that's a dangerous thing to throw around, obviously with shows like this these days uh, with very um, intense fan bases. I'm not like I'm going in with like open expectations, but it feels like the show so far in these first two episodes is setting us up for, Really interesting stuff, uh, primarily with with Reva and with Anakin and Obi Wan and their relationship. And I think that, um, yeah, I, I, it feels so far like it's going to be a really tight, focused six episodes that like really know what they want to bring to the table. And um, I'm really excited after these first two. I'm really excited to see kind of uh, what they have in store for the rest of it. Yeah, and I think we, we've definitely just started to scratch that that surface, even though the next episode is the halfway point of the whole series. But Anakin, Old Ben, that's fantastic. I, I, I mean, can't emphasize enough how little there was to, to begin with before the prequels. They literally see each other once on the Death Star and then done, and everything else is just spoken. So I think that's a really... I, I would think if that's like a place where you can definitely grow the meaning of that final, I guess, confrontation on the Death Star where he talks about feeling his presence and all that stuff. Um, Leia, I think, is going to be fantastic. We've seen Leia a lot, but there's still areas of her character that I felt were really underserved. And here we're getting kind of the beginning of this charismatic, rebellious leader, kind of the reluctant leader. And it's Mm -hmm. crazy because this also plays through all of the Disney sequels, too. Even then, she's kind of the older statesman, but she's still rebelling and it's kind of cool to see her in like a young age Um, and i'm sure we're gonna get like qui-gon stuff but this huge thing that i think we're about to to see which is how people with force powers are hidden or maybe trained to hide it because you got to think in a world that came from the high republic where there are perhaps millions of jedi everywhere to where there's only one 
is insane and no one wants to talk about it, but The Last Jedi kind of started to, to start that conversation before it abruptly ended, but... I always want to talk about it. <laughs> there are four sensitive people out there and the, the fact that they're able to hide from the Empire and the fact that is it's coordinated and it's not just like, a, oh, that person, you know, moved a broom and... You know, they got to hide that uh, or, you know, but but I'm saying like it's, it's the, the fact that we now are going to be able to see like what what mechanisms there are, what's happening. Or do people know that they're being hunted? Like, that's all really exciting stuff. And we'll see more. But we'll talk next week about part three and then part four and then naturally part five. Part after five that, and six. Part yeah. six. And that's when we'll stop. Yeah. After that. Abruptly. Abruptly, no part seven. We're not talking that shit ever, unless <laughs> there's another season. Well, and it's crazy because at celebration, Ewan implied that it was ten episodes long, and oh. he dipped out and was Boom. like, I- "I'll leave you thinking about oh. that." And I was like, "Oh shit, that would be crazy." I mean, it still leaves another nine or ten years, right? And people are saying, like, "How does he get from looking like Ewan, like straight up Jesus, to looking like no offense?" Bridge over the river Kwai was yeah, 20 yeah. years ago. The most interesting <laughs> man in the world. Yeah, so we'll have right. to see what happens. But we've come to the end of this pod. Drew, what do you have to plug? Um, nothing much. Um, I was going to say vaccinations, but I think COVID's not a thing anymore. Oh, oh I'm just totally- kidding. But for mo- it's monkey. What is it called? Monkey if you've pop? waited this long, it's approved already, and the tests have been done. I think they <laughs> they said that it works on really little kids too. So wow. um, that's how long it's been out, and the data's been there. So um, yeah, be nice to each other. Watch, uh, listen to the Dirt Sheet Radio if you like professional wrestling. Mm, and mm. Um, I think that's all I got. I want to. I'm gonna leave. I want to leave them. Something to plug to. Give him some scraps. You got to take a little bit of that sand shark meat and feed it to your horse. Well, it's not For- shark. Sorry. Sand <laughs> shark. <laughs> it looks like a it's shark. Prob- to it's me. probably bantha or horse? something. It's Eopi. Come on. I, I am using terms that the human public can understand. It's probably freshly sliced pork. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sam cow. Yeah. Brent, what do you have to plug? Uh, yeah. Listen to uh, the Delphin Pod Patreon stuff. Uh, Emmanuel and I have been recording a lot of cool stuff. Uh, Screen Slush is a is a new one that we put up on there. Um, still got all those top fives. Always interested in Oscar shit. Jesus, we have done so much uh, kind of uh, award season things. Uh, check all that out. Uh, check out Director Showdown. Uh, it is on a hiatus right now, but uh, check out the the prior seasons. We did like PTA, James Cameron. Uh, Spielberg, Kubrick, uh, a lot of great directors on there. So, director showdown, check that out too. It's all all just directors. Tom Cruise has worked with, right? He has worked with a lot of them actually, because he he's a guy who liked directors for a while, uh, and now he's like, I got three guys, and that's it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he, he like leapfrogged the director role. He's like, hmm, yeah. now I'm director producer Daddy. extraordinaire. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, John, what do you have to plug? I don't think there's much for me to plug other than like uh, maybe look out for Revenge of the Sequel um, coming out pretty soon. I think we might actually have a surprise episode into Top Gun, so that's um, that's exciting. So yeah, Hell yeah, keep, get run to the beach, boys. Keep on the lookout for that. Yeah, keep the Grease keep those vo- volleyballs handy. Yeah, keep your balls handy. We're going down to San Diego. We're going to the beach closest to the airport. 
down that highway uh, uh, to that danger zone. I oh. love that old time of and rock of rock and roll, right? Really? Yeah. Old time rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, just, just, I'm just nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> that is I want you to go to a bar, Drew, and and request that song <laughs> the way time, you did. Uh, I, think, I think it's no. called Old to, Old Time uh, Old Town Road. <laughs> Can we play Old Town <laughs> Rock and Roll <laughs> with a bunch of like <laughs> pilots around you? That um, sound like a Rick and Morty character. Damn it! Look, we're gonna have a probably an episode on Star Wars Celebration, so keep an eye out for that. We're definitely talking about Top Gun, whether it's recorded or not. Who knows? Um, but I'm also really excited uh, to talk about uh, all the other sequels that are coming down the pipe and all the other uh, good tent. We got we're slinging a lot of tent. We'll see you next week, or you'll hear us next week. For another episode of the Countdown Strikes Back. Bye. Bye. Bye.